guys, welcome to my podcast, Dermatologist Talks Science of Beauty. We have a rather interesting、uh, topic to discuss today, and it's on the very subject of beauty, and also about the surprising downsides of being beautiful. And by that, we are really just referring to societal expectations of beauty. We'll also go into the realm of human psychology in response to beauty, as well as touch on historical perspectives and biases. That's so interesting because if you ask anyone now, most people would like to be more beautiful or at least look conventionally beautiful. Take a look at the multi-billion-dollar cosmetic industry as evidence. I mean, just by observation, it looks like pretty people really do have an advantage over the rest of us. People want to be around you, and this can give you a confidence boost that becomes part of your personality. So it's interesting to consider that there are actually downsides to beauty. I'm definitely excited to hear more about this topic. Starting with the historical perception of beauty. The ancient Greeks actually had the saying that beautiful women are inherently evil, and it's interesting to note that the Greek notion of female beauty as a symbol of evil actually still does permeate today's perception. So, the evil seductress、um, that's characterized in Hollywood movies has. This, you know, almost otherworldly type of physical beauty, and in fact,、um, if you remember a famous line in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, there was、um, this scene where the detective, played by、uh, Bob Hoskins, actually admitted that she thought that he thought that Jessica Rabbit was an evil gold digger simply because she was incredibly beautiful and sexy. And、um, in a very witty way, she replies, "I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way," which is really quite a hilarious interpretation of our own biases. And in ancient Greece, there were actually certain rules of beauty. So,、uh, for women, it was to have a full figure and red hair.、Uh, those were considered、uh, symbols of beauty, and. Even then,、uh, women with these characteristics had to deal with the general perception that their beauty was synonymous with being evil. Yes, well, now that you mention it, there there definitely is a trope in pop culture, which actually probably stems from history, like you said, that evil can be equated to sexy or beauty equated to bad. Well, this definitely can bleed through into society's perception too. So I think it's helpful for us to explore、um, perspectives of beauty from the other side of the world.、Uh, so the ancient Chinese actually associated feminine beauty with feet,、uh, which actually, in terms of a modern day interpretation, is rather shocking. So、uh, my great grandmother, whom I've never met, was. Always referred to as a very beautiful lady by my family members who remembered her、um, simply because of her dainty, tiny bound feet. So, besides that,、uh, we also take note of the fact that、um, in ancient China, a woman's virtues was、uh, considered 
part of her beauty. So being beautiful also meant that you should have the Confucian values. So for a woman, her duties as a wife, a daughter, a mother. Now going back to having uh, bound feet, I remember hearing these stories from my mother as a child, and my initial reaction, and uh, in my mind, I really remember struggling to imagine how painful that was, and also to appreciate um, what I imagine to be a certain level of disfigurement if your feet were so abnormally tight and bound such that you wouldn't be able to grow. So I was honestly quite disturbed by that. But as I grew older, and um, certainly understood a lot more about uh, cultural beauty. Then I found it, you know, a lot less disturbing uh, because it was no longer about how something looked like and how I juxtaposed it with my own values, my own perception, what I defined, or rather what society defines as beautiful to me, but more of an appreciation of what it meant to individuals uh, that were living in that time. So the other thing, of course, is we look at our modern day uh, culture and uh, in terms of what the entertainment world portrays as beautiful. So one thing to note is that in, uh, I mean, your movies, etc., heroines are actually often chosen and um, displayed as having a certain sort of beauty and that itself is woven into the plot uh, and is part of the story itself. And unless the topic of um, ugliness, and I say ugliness really in terms of what uh, society defines uh, in aesthetic, uh, in terms of aesthetic characteristics and traits, but not in terms of my own beliefs of what is ugly. Uh, it's really because it's, again, part of the show and what uh, point that they are trying to communicate about that, um, you know, individual who is portrayed as being ugly. I definitely also remember my grandmother telling me about foot binding that was extremely common in her mother's time. This perception of small feet being equated to beautiful has definitely also stuck with her. She usually buys shoes that are one or two sizes too small for her just to make her feet seem smaller, no matter how much discomfort she was in. Well, you mentioned before that this also relates to psychology. Tell us more about that. So the psychological perception of good looks is actually worth studying. So uh, social psychologists at the University of North Carolina have actually done a literature search of the psychological impact that beauty has on individuals. So importantly, the researchers were interested to know if individuals who were genetically blessed with good facial features and uh, proportionate figures actually do better in life, or if it is actually better to be plain and ordinary looking. So the results 
actually showed that beauty itself does have an effect on others. So it has uh, a certain sort of impact where the viewers of of or the perception of uh, the beauty uh, itself uh, confers a certain sort of otherworldly admiration. Uh, but this is purely on a superficial level. So this again, the psychologists say, is because when we perceive that an individual has a good attribute, a positive point about them, and I guess looks are really the first thing that we um, are confronted with when we meet somebody new, our subconscious minds immediately associate it with an assumption that these individuals must be equally virtuous in other aspects. And this is the very reason, I mean, I feel that um, a lot of um, well-meaning and also not necessarily naive individuals keep falling uh, for narcissistic personalities in romantic relationships because narcissists, uh, and by that I mean clinical narcissism, have this um, charisma and um, even the uh, outward display of virtues that are really just an act. So the, the other thing is, um, it's sometimes interpreted by psychologists, uh, what is beautiful is good. And there is a certain truth in terms of how people react to beauty. But there are real situations where this superficial beauty does backfire. So what um, psychological research has consistently demonstrated is that sexist prejudices can actually work against physically attractive women. And this is something which can make it much less likely for them to be hired for high-level jobs. Now, the other thing, of course, uh, and we have to touch on this, is a very natural human uh, emotion uh, or reaction. Right? I'm not so sure uh, how to categorize this, but uh, it is this phenomenon of jealousy. So I think all of us uh, would have no difficulty in understanding uh, that, you know, what psychologists found is actually true, and that is attractive individuals of either genders can actually be sabotaged by their own physical attractiveness. So, for example, if the interviewer in any way feels competitive or jealous because of their physical attractiveness, and, um, you know, this may sometimes even result in failure of uh, gaining employment, in terms of a job interview. So the other finding uh, in a uh, research study done in 1975 was that people tend to move further away from an attractive woman on the pathway, which I feel is kind of strange and is really quite hilarious in terms of, um, you know, today's world of, you know, post-pandemic um world where society where we are practicing social distancing uh, but I am also not sure if people genuinely react this way because um, it's something that I feel is constantly shaped by um, the cultural and um, 
you know, societal values that evolve over the centuries. But in any case, the findings of this particular study was that um, this particular sense of attractiveness can actually command a sense of distance and being unapproachable, which I feel in a um, modern day context, so even in a uh, employment or a school setting, is an example of how being beautiful or being physically attractive can be um, a downside. It does seem that there is a paradoxical phenomenon that shows being beautiful may actually be more lonely. Though people are drawn to pretty people, they tend to also keep a certain distance. Certainly, uh, this has spilled over to our modern day analysis of how attractive individuals do on dating apps. So it was reported on this website, this particular dating website, that individuals with flawless, beautiful profile pictures were less likely to find dates because the prospective dates were much more intimidated uh, by that. And the idea here that psychologists are trying to communicate to us is that Again, being beautiful is not a guarantee or even a means of achieving happiness. An element of that is certainly considered as helpful or even a requirement in certain industries, like in the entertainment industry or if you're in the media. Yes, well, I guess in the modeling or acting industry, it is still very important. Well, what does psychology have to say about beauty and its link to happiness? The important take-home point of psychologists here is that our own perceptions and concepts of beauty itself, these are actually all superficial, linked to our cultural ideals. They are not intuitive. Neither are they so deeply rooted in our own biology that um, that is something that should be independent of our sexuality. And that itself is very insightful. This is very relevant uh, to me as a dermatologist, especially because, you know, in today's world, we have developed an entire industry or a so-called branch of medicine, aesthetic medicine, based on this concept of beauty which is, of course, constantly evolving in terms of what's trending um, and which stars are getting popular. But it's not reliable in terms of a physical objective measurement, and it doesn't have very much to do with health. I feel that it is, in this case, uh, very relevant for us to touch on the work of plastic surgeons. Um, for example, the nature of plastic surgery itself is founded on reconstructive surgery. And that means that their work focuses on restor restoring the body um, morphology to its original aesthetic and function. But in today's world of aesthetic medicine, uh, non-plastic surgeons are jumping into the bandwagon to talk about how you can make your nose look better, your eyes look more attractive, and your lips fuller. Well, there's inherently nothing wrong with that if that's how you feel. Um, but fundamentally, I don't think anyone is qualified to say that to another person. 
You're absolutely right. There is no universal definition of beauty. We as a society send this message, especially to girls and women, that being attractive is a huge, important thing. Maybe even the most important thing. But clearly, this isn't because beauty is a wonderful experience that everyone should have. It's because we, as a society, have decided that beauty is important. Well, moving on, I want to touch on another interesting finding. Um, and I read this from an article on Psychology Today, and uh, it is about how the concept or the idea of mean girls, which we see depicted in movies and TV shows, is actually much more than just a stereotype. So I'm saying this purely in terms of what was reported in this article. So men are considered physically more aggressive than women, and women embody、uh, femininity. So sometimes、uh, feminine characteristics are associated with behavior that is indirectly aggressive,、uh, passive aggressiveness.、Um, these are all phenomena that can appear in the context of relationships. I mean, I've definitely been passive aggressive to people before, and have definitely been on the receiving end of it as well. So we've heard of this saying:、um, "He who tattles to you is likely tattling about you," and that is essentially what sums up gossip. So gossip is the method that's being weaponized against targets very often in these cases, and it's also been shown that in psychology research. The feminine gender is more likely than、um, men to ostracize others, and that's something that's observed as a distinct difference between the sexes from as early as age six. That's a good point. The bullying we see among girls is very different from the physical kind of aggression that we see in guys, and I've noticed that more attractive women always tend to have more gossip surrounding them. I guess it's not just beauty too that brings out the beast in others, but it also ties back to people who we perceive are better than us, prettier, smarter, etc. I think that is something that has to do with our primitive instincts,、um, perhaps our evolutionary traits、uh, that helps to、uh, protect our mating pool in a sense. So,、uh, from a biological perspective, we can rationalize. How women are made aware of、uh, physical attractiveness in another woman,、uh, and this can cause them to feel like they are competition、uh, for a potential mate. So gossip itself is certainly not uncommon, and in fact, is one of the clearest manifestations of、um, you know women and femme identifying individuals as a tool to sabotage another. Uh, individual. So gender itself may not be an issue.、Uh, at least, you know what we are saying is just purely referring to psychological research findings. But if we were to reflect on our own school experiences, you know, you sometimes recall, you know, yourself wondering why certain girls are spreading nasty rumors about other girls who, you know, sometimes are just considered like the belle of the school. I would say 
Yes, uh, I feel that sometimes when this kind of indirect passive aggressiveness doesn't work, some girls may even turn physically intimidating. I think that、uh, is an example of what I am talking about here. So、uh, there is a study by a social psychologist, Tanya Reynolds,、um, which actually confirms that women are more likely to spread malicious gossip about other women who are either attractive or who dress provocatively. So、uh, we can clearly associate that with the、uh, potential worry that these very women have—that、uh, you know these attractive women are distracting the attention of their potential mates. So it's not surprising, and in fact, it may be very interesting for us to reflect、uh, on the underlying psyche of the bullies. So in this sense, the bullies viewed themselves as、uh, having indirect romantic competition with、uh, their their targets, or, or some sort of aggression related to relationships. Recently, I saw this play out in a video that was circulating online. That was really quite saddening. Well, in the video, four girls, I think, were from Russia, uploaded a video of them forcing another girl to drink from a mud puddle because she was too pretty. There have been other experts on bullying who have summarized the relationship with being um、uh, between being attractive and being bullied. So I read um from the psychologist Gail Gross's work,、uh, and she states that it is important to note that not only are the weak targeted, but often a girl that is considered to be too pretty, too smart, too nice, and therefore making the other girls feel inferior. In fact, bullies may describe a target as too full of herself. Because of all this competition and striving for popularity and positions of power, peer groups may form alliances to cast out and isolate the offending girl. Well, this is actually pretty contrary to, I guess, what is more common on the big screen. In the movies, it's always the ugly duckling that's getting bullied, but that is not necessarily what is reflected in reality. There have been cases such as one fifteen-year-old girl, Phoebe Prince, who took her own life after a relentless campaign of bullying and taunting by other teens at her high school. The bullying started out after she began a relationship with the boyfriend of one of her main tormentors, which I guess is really in line with what you have been sharing about psychological research on seeing another more attractive woman as competition for finding a mate. Well, we can see clearly. That the goal of bullies is always to exclude comp- competition from one social group.、Um, they try to damage your reputation so that、uh, they're essentially ostracized, and it's actually very sad because our society is sort of indirectly facilitating or enabling this sort of behavior, and we know that happens. Yet we are still promoting this idea of physical beauty, which. At the end of the day, is really a game of genetic lottery,、um, and has nothing to do with your、uh, personal values, your beauty as an individual, your capabilities. You're exactly right. It is quite sad to see all these instances of bullying over something that you really have no control of, whether or not you're perceived as beautiful. I do think that it would definitely be interesting,、um, and to me important, to start thinking of beauty as a possible disadvantage, and then it really raises the question of whether 
and how you know we can positively impact perceptions of beauty uh, so that on a deeper level we stop this kind of negative behavior of uh, you know what we call cat fights and mean girls well all of this are seemingly uh, hilarious fictional stereotypes we know that there are actually real life scenarios that have been occurring from time immemorial and that's right because at the end of the day these behaviors amount to bullying and are very detrimental to one's mental health and it starts from the schooling age and beyond that it is deeply ingrained um, from our exposure to media uh, societal perceptions of beauty so the longer we linger on the topic uh, the emphasis of physical beauty uh, the harder it is for us to manage these negative behaviors. So imagine if we were to start teaching children and uh, giving you know everybody the impression, the key opinion leaders in beauty, for example, uh, enforcing the perception of beauty that it is all about how kind you are, how generous you are uh, to, to us others, and how willing you are to see beauty in other people in spite of um you know physical traits that all these may help us walk towards a um you know much more healthy uh, perception of beauty and also uh, for our own mental health that is so important and like you said moving towards this healthier stance and perception of beauty is a crucial message that we want to pass on to the little girls who are growing up for their own sake and also for the sake of society well we have learned today that our individual perceptions can make a collective impact on societal viewpoints and trends and unhealthy perceptions of beauty should be discouraged with this, we conclude today's podcast. Thank you for joining us. You can follow Dr. Teo on Instagram at Dr. Teo Wan Lin for the latest podcast updates. And remember to check out our website at www.signsofbeauty.net for the full transcript. <laughs>